Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Longtime listeners and readers of some of my works will know that I always have a fascination with the idea of Mary receiving Holy Communion. There are stained glass windows that depict this, and then there are other meditations that people have written to lead us to contemplate this great mystery of Mary in the early church, and then the apostles celebrating the Mass, and Mary receiving her Holy Communion. And this, uh, of course, is replicated in our own lives through the reception of Holy Communion as well, when we attend Mass Sunday after Sunday, and for some, even on a daily basis. But what happens when maybe the Eucharist might not be available? Maybe you're in space, for example, you're an astronaut, is it possible to receive the Eucharist in that kind of a setting? Well, there is a new children's book out by Cecilia Ciccone called Jesus in Space, a true story that's out of this world. And she's here today to share that story with all of us. So thanks so much, Cecilia, for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having you, Father. Yeah, so uh, immediately when I saw your book, Jesus in Space, I was curious about it. I had heard about the Eucharist being in space and such. So mm -hmm. that wasn't something that was a foreign concept to me, but I never actually thought about it further. Just as we can think about Mary receiving Holy Communion, I never thought about the astronauts receiving Holy Communion. Now, you mentioned on Twitter maybe a year ago, two years ago, maybe even, mm -hmm. that you were writing a book. And kind of in my own head, I didn't know what that book was, but I envisioned uh -huh. something else. But here's a children's book that you wrote. So uh, what motivated yeah. you to share this story? Yeah, so it was totally the work of the Holy Spirit, because I also, I never imagined myself writing a children's book. That just was was not on my radar. But I came across this story actually in the memoir of Dr. Tom Jones, who's one of the astronauts in, in my book. He's the main astronaut who received Holy Communion. But he has a memoir called Spacewalking. And that's because later on in his career, he uh, did many of the um, uh, the spacewalks, you know, outside of the International Space Station. And so... I read this story and the way he writes about the experience of receiving Holy Communion while orbiting the earth just absolutely captivated me. And it was definitely an inspiration of the Holy Spirit that I read his account and I just said, this needs to be a children's book. This, it combines so many perfect catechetical elements, you know, the, the real presence in the Blessed Sacrament the the dignity of the lay vocation was something that really stood out to me this fact that you know these were three scientists <laughs> three astronauts they're in the coolest profession ever you know it's they're orbiting the earth something that very few people have gotten to do and what did they choose to do with the sunday that they were orbiting the earth they chose to receive the blessed sacrament just the power of that witness and then um the really God and his providence and the reality that Jesus is Lord of the universe, <laughs> you know, not just of our planet earth, that just so many cool elements came together. And um, yeah. And so I approached the daughters of St. Paul who uh, they run the publishing house 
Pauline Books and Media, who who published Jesus in Space. And I initially said, sisters, you should write this book. You should write this book. This is an amazing story. <laughs> and the sister who was the publisher said, um, Sister Christina Miriam, she said, you should write it. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I went to the library. I got as many books for kids about space as I could to try to get a sense of how to write a children's book at all. And and then I wrote a draft and I actually wrote the first draft three years ago. So it was quite a long process uh, for it to get get published. There were um, some obstacles uh, that, that came in our path, but it's an absolutely beautiful final product. And, and I'm so happy that uh, kids are, are able to now have that in their hands and, and parents who can be catechized through it as well. I can relate to that feeling of not being qualified to write a children's book. While I talk a lot about the other books I've written, such as Marian Devotionals and How They Love Mary, the Nameless podcast, it's a book, even with Sophia Institute Press. So, but I actually, many years ago, had written two children's books, and both of them have been out of print, but people have nudged me and they said, You have yeah. to bring them back in print. And I said, well, the publisher went out of business. No other publisher would pick them up. And they're like, you just need to self-publish them. And uh, so that's what I did yeah. just through Amazon, bringing them back now uh, through that self-publishing. So one is about the story of Sister Adele, the Wisconsin visionary of that apparition of okay. 1859. And then the second is a Christmas book. The first one was Breakfast in Bethlehem, but I uh, added a second story. So now I just call it Father Looney's Christmas Story. So awesome. uh, two Christmas <laughs> stories. So yeah, totally felt unqualified uh, to to write a children's book myself. Only did it because someone asked me to do it many years ago uh, for the Marian apparition. So I thought, well, well I guess I'll try. And then another person gave me the title, Breakfast in Bethlehem, and said, I woke up with this title on my mind and you need to write this book. So those are two children's books I've written, kind of not that popular as I don't talk about them often, but <laughs> thought I'd mention that here in this children's uh, conversation. But speaking yeah. of children, you know, for myself, when I was in middle school, high school, I actually wrote a lot. So I did write okay. for uh, a column for the, the local newspaper in Green Bay, the Green Bay Press Gazette. So there's always this idea that I wanted to be an author or wanted to be a newspaper journalist or something like that. And uh, of course, lots of kids, they think about what they want to be. And if you ask a young person, many of them will say, I want to be an astronaut. Yeah. So was that something you wanted to be? Or did you always have a fascination with uh, space and astronauts and such? Yeah, absolutely. When I was a kid, I definitely wanted to be an astronaut. I had this little chair that I would flip on its back so that I would sit uh, and pretend to to launch into space. And I, I thought it was super cool. When I uh, got a little bit older, I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer um, and eventually somehow ended up a theology major. I still don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> but it was always something uh, that fascinated me. And uh, one of the things I ended up talking to Dr. Tom Jones, uh, the the astronaut in in writing the book, and just the fact the expanse of the universe has always fascinated me. And uh, yeah, that's just the the coolness factor of this story <laughs> really uh, struck me, and and I wanted to to include that. Yeah, absolutely. 
So in Jesus in Space, you are telling the story of Dr. Tom Jones, one of the astronauts on board this this uh, space adventure. Um, in one part of the book, it mentioned it was nine days. The latter portion of the book said it was 11, so kind of an expanded, maybe initially nine days. And then mm-hmm. it was an 11-day journey that they went on. And so yeah, they, they he, weren't able to land because uh, oh, of the weather. It. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he was very happy that it was longer. Um, ah. But yeah, the 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 mission did get expanded. Yeah. So in your conversation with him and one of the senses I got and what I really appreciated is I always like it when we can teach people prayer, whether it's adults and that's from books or prayer books or whatever, teaching people the language of prayer. But the way that you're able to incorporate that into the story itself. So certain prayers like Jesus, I trust in you or thank you, Jesus. Jesus, strengthen me for the week ahead. I cannot do this without you. So it's kind of already training young people with that language of saying, well, you can simply say these things to Jesus. You can have uh, a, a simple little conversation, a simple little phrase, and that's a prayer. Now, did Dr. Tom Jones in the conversations uh, you had with him or maybe from reading this uh, his journal were those actual prayers that he prayed or is that kind of you imagining that he prayed that in those moments? That was the specific prayers that were included in in the book were ones that I imagined. But really, in reading his memoir, it was how he lived his life. Um, it was just a part of his everyday living. Um, the The mission initially, actually, they didn't get off uh, on time because of of weather issues. So it was delayed on takeoff and delayed landing because of weather but he tells the story of you know they're sitting there and they're waiting and waiting and waiting and one of the astronauts kind of nudges him and and makes fun of him uh knows he's catholic and says you know what saint are we supposed to pray to right now so that we can get off the ground and he quips back uh you know it's saint joseph of cupertino he's the saint uh patron saint of astronauts because he levitated and um and just those little stories of uh he regularly invoked the the holy family saying uh uh jesus mary and joseph you know pray for me now and and things like that so it was absolutely a part of his story um the specific prayers i think i just put in to to um not make it overly complicated (laughs) um Mm -hmm. as as part of the story but yeah it, it was a wonderful opportunity again just that dignity of the lay vocation the fact that you can be really holy really prayerful um as an astronaut um i thought was important to include yeah and what's interesting too as you tell the story in jesus in space is that uh dr tom jones is a catholic but it's not him that requests to receive the eucharist in space mm-hmm. but that it's one of the other astronauts and then there's three of them that are catholic so there's more than three that are on the uh, that are on the space shuttle, but three of them are Catholic. And so the one guy, he's an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. His pastor gives him the Eucharistic hosts uh, to go into space. And so that's kind of very marvelous to think about. You know, where were they on the space shuttle, for example? Did they always just have him on have Jesus on his person? Did they put him in a compartment? Was it like a tabernacle? No, these are just questions I have in my mind. But I just marveled at the fact that there were three Catholics on board and they were able to receive the Eucharist. But then there were others who were of different faiths 
So yeah. what did they do? Did they participate in the prayer or? Um, yeah, they so didn't. I... Um, they were invited. They were invited to to be a part of it. Um, you know, they did a liturgy of the word uh, prior to it. And it was actually Divine Mercy Sunday uh, when they received Holy Communion. So that was um, a very special time. And they invited their fellow astronauts. Uh, but the the non-Catholic astronauts had the sense that it was something very special and very holy. Um, and they didn't want to infringe upon it. And um, I, I see that and I have these really mixed feelings because I'm like, oh, if only they could have been there, they could have seen it. Um, but it, I think it's beautiful that, you know, they knew it was special. They knew it was a very important time. And so they wanted to respect, uh, the, the three Catholic astronauts who were, yes, it was Dr. Tom Jones, um, Kevin Chilton and Captain Sid Gutierrez, uh, were the three astronauts who received Holy Communion. Why is it important that Jesus was in outer space? Yeah, it's funny. Um, there was a secular news outlet uh, wrote an article about the book a little a few weeks ago, and people commented and said, "Isn't Jesus always in outer space? <laughs> like, like why? Why was it special that that you know that the Holy Eucharist went into space? Jesus is always there." Um, and I I think it's it's really important that Jesus physically went into outer space because it's a witness to the reality that yes Jesus is you know he's everywhere he's omnipresent because um that's who God is but the reality that it is most fitting that we receive him physically um it is most fitting that he comes to us as food uh to be united to us in such an intimate way and so the fact that these these astronauts you know um this was they they brought jesus with them and you mentioned you know you had these questions of of how they kept him and i actually don't know the answer but i do know somebody who was a paratrooper in the army and he's a catholic deacon and when he would jump out of planes he would have the blessed uh blessed sacrament of course we're in a podcast so you can't see me but he strapped it to himself so you know he would have it strapped all over so that he could jump out of a plane with Jesus and it's it's a very similar story in that you know it is so important that Jesus is not just this um amorphous just uh purely uh outside of ourselves not just an idea uh, but that he really is physically present in the Blessed Sacrament and uh, is united to us in such an intimate way. Um, and the story says that, you know, that's that's what's so important. And um, I'm really grateful the sisters had the idea at the end of the book to include some catechetical elements, just, you know, really uh, clearly explaining what we believe about the Blessed Sacrament. And um, and I was so grateful to have that opportunity to just really spell it out, to say, why is it so important um, that this is not just bread and wine, um, that it really is Jesus and that he desires to be so close to us, whether we're on earth <laughs> or or in outer space or, you know, whether we're alive or or at the end of our lives, uh, that that that's ultimately uh, what's what's preached here <laughs> through the story. 
Yeah, and I even think about the feast of uh, Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Yeah. He's King of heaven and earth, but he's King of the whole universe, King of Absolutely. all creation. And and uh, there's a, a basilica, I think, in Montreal, maybe, to Mary as Queen of the universe. So so even that reality too, that that Mary and Mary and Jesus are King and Queen of the universe. And, you know, I guess that probably makes you think about, you know, well, did they bring a rosary? Do they pray the rosary <laughs> while they're in space? You know, so yeah. just in my own Marian devotion, I kind of think about that. But are you familiar with any other faith stories related to outer space uh, besides the story mm -hmm. of Dr. Tom Jones? Absolutely. So uh, Buzz Aldrin, uh, who is not Catholic, actually celebrated the Lord's Supper on the moon. <laughs> so so that's kind of cool. And um, there was a Catholic astronaut just a few years ago who, and I always forget his name, unfortunately. He, um, maybe you could put it in the notes <laughs> for the episode. He was a recent convert to the faith and was going to be on the International Space Station for about nine months. And he said, I don't want to be separated from the Blessed Sacrament for that long. And so he brought uh, the Blessed Sacrament with him um, to the International Space Station um, to be able to um, to pray with Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. And so it's it's really beautiful. Now, I you'll appreciate this. It's not part of the book, um, but it's in Dr. Jones's memoir that he received the Blessed Sacrament. And of course, there's no gravity because they're orbiting. And so he floats over to the window to to see the earth and um and he looks at it and he's just so moved <laughs> by the fact that you know Jesus is so close to him yet the expanse of the universe you know seeing the entire earth <laughs> before mm. him um and Kevin Chilton floats over and says to him you you see the blue that's Mary's mantle covering the earth Oh, and wow. so this fact that, you know, they were there and they, they're they not just casual Catholics. <laughs> you know, like these guys really um, have internalized the faith. And really that was, um, I mean, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to to go into outer space. And, and I, when I talk to people, I say, they didn't just go for fun. Like they were working. <laughs> You know, they, they were doing things uh, the entire time and yet to be able to stop and to be aware of Christ's presence, of course, to, um, to be able to receive Holy Communion, but then to be able to intercede for the entire earth, <laughs> you know, looking at it like such a unique perspective um, that that so few people have and to be able to say, you know, Mary is is covering the earth is protecting the earth um is is so so beautiful you mentioned uh, dr tom jones looking out the window and that's another element of your story that i was just really drawn to there's something profound there that he looks out and he thinks about his own family that would have went to church that day and that they received communion so not only does he have union with jesus but now he has union with his family communion with them. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of gets to the fact that for all of us, when we go to mass on any given day or any given Sunday, well, we are united as the church throughout the world, that people all over the world are receiving the Holy Eucharist. And to really 
realize then that we are a part of this mystical body of Christ. So I really thought you brought that out there just in that simple, you know, one or two sentences uh, as he yeah. thought about his family. Yeah, that was one of my favorite little little subtleties. Um, you know, there there's some pretty complex theology going on there. Uh, and yeah, just just the reality that it's the same Jesus, you know, that that they received in space, that everyone on earth receives, um, you know, all all throughout the world, really every minute of the day, you know, and, and how we're all all united in that. It was just a beautiful opportunity and and real <laughs> you know, like this really happened um it's it's a better story than i could have ever imagined uh which is really just telling of god's providence the eucharist for all of us as catholics and believers is very important central to our faith um it's through our prayer before the blessed sacrament it's through our reception of holy communion that we're able to hear the Lord. We sense him guiding us. We're able to have that communion with him. So I'm just wondering, could you share a little bit about your own Eucharistic devotion and what that looks like? Sure. Uh, yeah, I've fostered over the years a, a deep devotion to the Blessed Sacrament, especially through Eucharistic adoration. And in uh, being in the presence of the Lord has strengthened my um my spirituality, I actually recently was describing it to someone as don't move, he's right here. <laughs> like this idea that that we don't need to go to foreign places, we don't need to look really hard to find God's work in our lives. And that really is my devotion to the Blessed Sacrament. I was in formation for about three and a half years with the Daughters of St. Paul, who have a, a very deep Eucharistic devotion. And in that time, being able to like walk into the chapel and just exhale <laughs> and, and being in the presence of the Eucharistic Lord and knowing that no matter where I go, I can find a Catholic church where Jesus is. Um, it's a really common question, uh, not just for, for me, but for a lot of people who say, you know, where is God? <laughs> where is he? And in a spiritual sense, we can say, oh, well, I know that he's really close to me in my suffering. We can say, I know he's, you know, in the homeless person that I pass on my way to work. I know that he's in the prisoner. We can say those in a spiritual sense. But when we walk into church, it's like, no, I know he's in the box. <laughs> you know, I know he's really right there. I can touch him. I can see him. I can, you know, and that deepens the the spiritual understanding of Jesus's presence. So, yeah, the, the Blessed Sacrament as just being really the Jesus could not have given us a better gift <laughs> because it's himself. And uh, and that's just something that I come back to often to um, when I pray with the love of God and and how how deeply He knows us. So yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm excited that we're in the midst of this National Eucharistic Revival here in the United States, uh, which is is really cool. It's a great opportunity to explore all of the different facets of the Eucharist because you know there's Holy Mass, there's Eucharistic adoration. There's just living a Eucharistic, a sacramental life. Uh, there's so many different ways that we can grow closer to to Jesus and in, in the Eucharist. 
I've visited one daughter of St. Paul church or chapel, monastery, <laughs> sister house, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I was always deeply moved by the one line there that's always on the wall there. Mm -hmm. And I preached on it one time and I'm going to not get it right, but it's like basically here from this place, I will speak or something like that. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that I Christ, want to enlighten, <laughs> I want to enlighten. That's it. Yeah. And just the fact that Christ wants to enlighten us as we're in his yeah. presence and, and we're basking mm -hmm. in the divine rays of him who's there. So uh, that's always been a very motivating uh, line for me when I go into the church for my holy hour, just thinking about that simple line that was on the wall of the monastery of the daughters of St. Paul. So uh, in just a few weeks, I will be the new pastor of a parish, uh, and it has a Catholic school. I'm going to have school okay. kids there. You've written a book for children. If there's yes. one thing you could tell a, a child about the Blessed Sacrament or about your story, whatever it is, uh, what would it be? That no matter where you go, Jesus is really with you. <laughs> That's that's all that I would have to say. <laughs> that's beautiful. So your book, Cecilia's Jesus in Space, a true story that's out of this world. It's available from Pauline Books and Media. So people can go on over to their website. They can buy it there. But you also have a presence online. So how can people learn more about you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at CEC Squared. So that's CEC squared, or you can look up my name, Cecilia Ciccone, and I'm always happy to, to get in touch with people. And because this podcast is called How They Love Mary, I'm just curious, uh, what's one way or one expression of Marian devotion in your life? Yeah, so Mary, really, I am someone who had a difficult relationship with my biological mother. And so when I look to Mary, I see someone who heals a lot of the wounds that I have as this perfect gift from Jesus uh, to me and to all of us, of course, to, to really be the perfect mother to mother me in ways that, you know, none of us have perfect parents. And so to be that, uh, that guiding force, that loving and maternal figure um to who who I really really need and can depend on that's great and you know speaking about Mary as healing and uh, maybe looking to Mary to forgive others as yes. well uh, there's this beautiful book by Marge Fenlon I can't recommend it enough uh unfortunately it never like was as popular as I thought it should have been, but it's called Forgiving Mother, and it's a nine-day novena. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was very beautiful, the way that she wrote it and uh, how Mary can help to obtain that grace of forgiveness and ultimately healing. So uh, I just offer it to you. But anyways, well, thank you so much, Cecilia, for sharing a little bit about Jesus in space. Uh, I know that I'm very excited to share it with young people in my life. We'll be adding a copy of this if it's not already there uh, to my new Catholic school library and yes. to the classrooms there. So thanks so much for writing this book. Yeah, thank you so much, Father, and for having me on. Mm -hmm.